everyone, this is Matt Griffin here from Nerd Hammer. I uh, guess I'm coming in for our second installment of the Nerd Hammer Drunk Tank, so episode two, dibs, before anybody else gets one in. I uh, hope you guys are having a good time out there playing Kings of War and enjoying the hobby. Uh, I guess we were trying to use these little segments as a way for us to make some more content, give you guys some more things to listen to, share our mutual love of Kings of War with you guys out there in the Etherverse. My current situation is a commute home from my job, which is about 45, 50 minutes away from where I live. So I have all this dead time during my day. And now I usually fill that with podcasts and books and all that kind of stuff. And I thought this might be a good way for me to use some of my time to bring you guys up to speed on what I'm doing in the hobby and what I'm finding with Kings of War and and getting games in and, and just kind of share my experience with you guys. The thing that inspired me to really, you know, go ahead and do this, and I, I found out that trying to record yourself alone with with nothing else is really tough. This is like take four, guys, of me trying to just, like, stop using ums and weird pauses where I just, like, fill in some dead space with some noise I make with my mouth hole. So bear with me. This is the first attempt at this, uh, at least, you know, in essence, trying to get one out. Uh, so if it sounds a little unpolished, I, I apologize. So the thing that prompted me to want to make this, though, is is uh, I've had a recent really fun experience with Kings of War that has been super-duper meaningful to me that I know many of you might have some experience with, you know, in, in some sort of way. So a lot of you guys who have come out to the, the mid-Atlantic scene and have been in the tournament scene out in the East Coast may have come to our Nerdhammer GTs. You might have run into my son Gavin along the way. Now, Gavin uh, turned nine years old in July, and, you know, I've never really felt super comfortable trying to, to push a lot of stuff on him to, to get him to like the things that I like. I know a lot of it is flashy for kids when they're young and they see dragons and monsters and, and you know, anything fantasy and nerd kind of attracts kids at a young age, I feel. And, you know, I, I didn't want to force that attention on him. So, you know, we had a, 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 an opportunity to, to get a lot of new models last year. <clears throat> he was... He was along for the Nerdhammer GT, uh, which I had not really felt super comfortable about allowing him to come along with at first. So I know that a lot of folks who are in this hobby kind of use it as their way to get away from spouse and kids and life and responsibilities for the weekend and just go roll dice and drink and curse and have all that kind of fun that we have as adults when we go to these tournaments. Not that that's what it's all about, but a good portion of it is is, is cajoling with friends and, and having a good time, and a lot of that involves loosening up a couple drinks. I know, you know, it's, it's not somewhere that you would really think to bring a kid. So I, I had a lot of trepidation about bringing him along to his first Nerdhammer Grand Tournament last year for 2021. And, you know, I thought, if I'm going to bring him to any, let's bring him to my own club GT where he knows more faces, more faces know him. It's a little less offensive that he's here. And, you know, we'll see how it goes as a trial run. So he came to Nerdhammer GT last year and and he did fantastic. He had an absolute blast. You know, he he talked to a lot of people. I had a lot of people commenting me how how well he did and how mature he acted. And, and, you know, I, I apologize if anybody, you know, felt that that wasn't the case and he was out there ruining your game and ruining your hobby or ruining your weekend. But I told him from the word out, you know, like, listen, this is everyone's opportunity to have a good time. So you're going to hear swear words. You're going to see people drinking and acting out and having fun. But you're going to mature up and bat up so that you can come and do this with us if you think it's fun. And he showed up and, and he really did. And he was super excited to come this year uh, again. And I was much less reluctant to have him come along because of the good experience we had had last year. So 
Last year, I ended up being lucky enough to take down the Nerdhammer GT. I won my own club GT the very first time I decided to bring my, my, my son along, you know, and I, I think that that had a lot to do with how much he enjoyed it because, you know, we were all excited and there was a lot of hype going the whole time. And he ended up with a lot in prize support. He ended up with a lot of models from the raffle that Rob, our fearless leader, does after. And just, you know, so he came home with boxes and boxings, mostly of this new halfling stuff. And, you know, all the halfling stuff was fresh at the time. So, you know, he was grabbing halfling stuff out the wazoo because all the new models were coming out. We were all talking about them. And he had known that we were all talking about them. He also had, you know, a lot of time to, to scope out the prize table and <laughs> decide if he was going to get anything, what he wanted. So we get the, the, all these troops home and, you know, I'm like, Hey man, you want to start assembling some of these? And we did a little bit of work here and there, but I could tell his interest was, was, was fading. It was, it was, it was very, very, you know, f- you know, fleeting at best, you know? So I didn't push it a lot on him and, and we ended up not touching a lot of that halfling stuff for, for the better part of a year. So fast forward, you know, we've, we've come up to Nerdhammer GT 2022 and we're all getting armies ready and we're all getting excited for it. And, you know, he, uh, hasn't really shown any any interest in, in modeling or hobby and we we go to nerd hammer gt and and it's a good time he has another blast you know he's playing side games and board games and, and yada yada um just hanging out with some of my friends from our nerd hammer club you know who he knows and, and and playing games with with even strangers you know folks that that he's not met before that he's just introduced himself to i think i saw him playing chess with ray at one point you know shout outs to, to anybody who you know felt uh <laughs> you know generous enough to give him some time and attention, you know, while, while we were all getting games, you know, and cause he, cause he eats that up and, and, you know, I think it, it just matures him, you know, up to our level, you know, where we can, we can play these strategy games with him and get his mind thinking a little bit more. And I love that. I love that about strategy games and, you know, and, and competition in general, because it makes you interact with somebody that you're not used to interacting with. And I think that's a valuable skill for kids to develop, you know? Um, so he, he really did well. And, you know, we got home from the Nerdhammer GT this year, and this year he was he was really excited about one model in particular, and it was a Nolzor's D and D Frost Giant. So he gets home and he wants to assemble this thing right away. Boom! Right out of the gate, he's gluing this thing onto the base and he wants it on his nightstand right next to him, so he can look at it. I guess first thing in the morning and last thing when he closes his eyes at night. So all right, buddy, yeah. So we put this thing together. I'm like, you know, you can play that in another army. You know, <laughs> after a couple of days of seeing him like infatuated with how cool this model is. He's like, no, no kidding, really? I'm like, yeah, man, you can slap that on a 75 millimeter base and you can call it a giant and put it in whatever arm you want. And he's like, well, well, and I could see the wheels turning in his head. Now all of a sudden he goes, but, but dad, what about the halflings? Like, like he's going to betray me or, or the Nerdhammer Club or, or all halflings everywhere if he decides he wants to pick a different army. And I'm like, no, buddy, those halflings are gone. <laughs> Unbeknownst to him. I'd given the halflings to Alan Beaner a couple weeks prior, you know, because we had just really had no interest in them and they'd been sitting around for so long and I know Beans was really stoked to do them. And I see the look of, of uh, like the wounded look on his face. He's like, wait, you, you, you gave away that thing that I didn't want? <laughs> and I'm like, it's all right, man. We got millions of options. You, we've got models out the wazoo. You tell me what you want to play and we're going to start sticking them on bases so you can roll dice and get games if that's what you want to do. <laughs> So sure enough, in he dives, and we start digging out old chaos models because this giant model is going in a Varanger list. So, you know, I, I felt we were a little bit obligated to, to talk about this because not only, you know, did the guys over at Counter Charge just do a Varanger army review, but the guys at, I believe it's on Plug Radio, just did a review of the ambush rules. <laughs> 
and gave a couple of their points on ambush and, and what they liked about it and, and you know where they were going with it so you know this all I'll, I'll just converge and it's like all right dude we're gonna make an ambush list for your varinger so we did and i had a friend of mine and al fortside shout out to him come over and big al got a 1250 game against gavin after we had gotten a game or two and kind of got you know a good test of the waters of the rules of kings of war and <laughs> gavin had a, a stunning loss in against Big Al, where the dice just deserted him, and his mounted sons of Corgan just just pooped the bed at the worst time, and and he was wounded by it, and it stuck in his craw. And afterwards, he's like, "Dad, he's like, can we play again?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. We'll wait till another day, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll get another 1250." He's like, "He's like, no, I think I think I want to play a full game." He's like, "I want to play a real game." He's like, "Kick the training wheels off, Dad. I've had two games under my belt. Let's do this shit." <laughs> so. All right, next next weekend rolls around. <clears throat> we expand Gavin's army, and we bring him up to 2,000 points. We find some models he likes. We start sticking him on bases. We've got old Chaos models from, from Warhammer Fantasy days floating around. We've got all sorts of Reaper Bones minis that he's collected o- over the years just as, like, stocking stuffers and nonsense toys, you know, that he just bashed apart and rolled dice at and never really played any, any war games with, you know? So now this is an army that's starting to look like familiar. This is starting to feel like his army. These, these like these are my minis that I've had for forever that I've been playing with. You know, he's like now they're just on bases and they're coming across the table with you know a stat line. So, you know, he gets another two thousand point game with me on a Saturday. Saturday evening, he's asking me for a rematch. You know, he he stomped me into the into the mud in our first game, and you know, so I I, I deal him back a grievous blow in in game two of Saturday. So we're split one-on-one, and he's like, Dad, he's like, what do they play at tournaments? And I told him 2,300. He's like, that's what I want to do tomorrow for game three. So there we go. We're getting models on bases, and the next day rolls around, and we play an absolutely stellar game where he comes from way behind to pull a draw out of his butt. And he was so into it and so engaged, and we're rolling dice. But at the end of it, I could tell his brain was melted. He had been thinking and playing and rolling and counting and mathing and maneuvering and being careful as a nine-year-old never does at least my nine-year-old rarely does and and you could tell it had taken its toll and he was starting to fry and I told him as much I'm like buddy you're 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 done for aren't you he's like yeah he's like I'm I'm done so we get done for the night we pack up we're and he's still talking Kings of War and I'm like man pump the brakes pump the brakes the game's not going anywhere but you know let's (laughs) let's not burn all of our attention span on it in one short go around you know let's 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 pace ourselves he was on there. He was he was on the the army list builder on, on fanatics. He at one point I was out doing yard work, and he's turned on my printer and he's printed himself out a twenty three hundred point list that he made himself, clicking buttons until he found a, le- a legal list. And he he's like, "This is what I want to play." And sure enough, it had all the toys in it that he wanted. You know, and and it was such a drastic turnaround from for my son from like the level of attention he normally pays to something that I thought it was worth mentioning to you guys. You know, I I know a lot of folks out there have like aspirations of seeing their kid love the thing they love and and be as interested in the thing they love as they are. And and I'm I feel really lucky that I even got this like one weekend window into like what that's like. And I like I'm I want to dance around it so carefully and not and not like overblow it because. You know, it'd be a cool thing to have last, but I also, you know, wouldn't be disappointed if, you know, come next weekend he has no interest again and it's back to square one because, you know, that's kids, you know, and, and he has that right to, you know, have, you know, the the thing that he likes to catch his eye, catch his eye at the moment it does, you know, and as much as I'd love to see it carry on, we'll see. You know, right now, 
uh, I've got him looking for challengers outside the household, which is a good sign, I think, you know. So if anyone is in the Harrisburg area and is uh, looking for a game, the Griffin household is taking challengers. That's uh, two challengers from the Griffin household accepting 2,300-point games. Uh, and uh, look out out there because uh, before long you might see him if I feel confident enough in his ability to give somebody a good game. Uh, you might see him out there at a one day run by Mr. Rob Allison uh, if I get the get the green light go ahead. <laughs> so so yeah, till uh, till then everybody uh, don't forget to get drunk and uh, fight your kids. <laughs>